Well, good Saturday morning, everybody. It's the 29th of May, and today we're looking at truth number five, truths that we must never forget. And this one is the Lord himself wants to make us holy. Would it not be crazy for someone to demand of you something that you're simply not able to do? Or to expect you to make something you could never construct or create something you would find impossible for you to create? For example, my father demanded when I was in high school that I would have taken calculus before I graduated. Now, I attended a small private school known for its academic strength, which I certainly need a lot of help, and I think that's why they sent me there. Uh, but it was designed to help young men prepare for college, and my dad was flipping the bill, so all I could say was, yes, sir. To be able to do that in my senior year, taking calculus, that meant that I had to take geometry, analytical geometry, and trigonometry all together in my junior year. And listen, though I wasn't a good student in most of the other uh, classes one takes in high school, I was good in math. And actually, my dad had taught at the Naval Academy and was the head of the engineering department. So uh, there were many nights that we spent together at the kitchen table with him tutoring me in calculus. I never could have done that on my own. But my father knew that I needed his help and I could learn these upper levels of math, which I did, with his help. Actually, a lot of help. <laughs> but I ultimately graduated from Severn Academy with honors and two very proud parents. You know, God our Father has something that he wants from us that is impossible for us to do on our own. We find it in many passages throughout the Bible, but very clearly in 1 Peter chapter 1, 13 through 16, Peter writes, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Uh, Peter's simply saying there, have your minds alert and sober and keep your focus on the reality that Jesus is going to return. Then he goes on, quote, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he has called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. So that raises the question in my mind. Why does God want us to be holy? And why don't we want to be holy? You could ask a million children what they want to be when they grow up. 
and I'd venture to guess that not one of them would say, I want to be holy. They'd probably say things like, I want to be rich, I want to be famous, I want to be successful, I want to be popular. Some might, depending on where in the world you are, maybe the majority of children, might just want enough food to eat or clothes to wear and maybe a safe place in which to live. But who, as a child, would even think of, yeah, when I grow up, I want to be holy. However, God our Father, Jesus our Lord, and the Spirit, our Counselor and Comforter, all want the same thing. They all want us to be holy. So let's ask this question. Why? Why does God want us to be holy? At first thought, what comes to your mind when you think of someone being holy other than Jesus? Holy to many sounds boring. Like, I'm just going to have to sit at home all day doing nothing so I won't be tempted. Uh, Maybe I need to join a monastery where there's no internet, and that would help. Or just being holy means spending hours alone, reading my Bible, praying, and, I don't know, maybe growing vegetables in a garden so I have something to eat. Is that what it would take to be holy? Well, I hope not, because I don't know about you, but there are too many things in life that I enjoy. So if being holy means giving up all the pleasures in life, then God and I are miles apart in what we want for my life. However, I really don't think that's the case. Why does God want us to be holy? Well, first off, the verse from Peter tells us that God wants us to be holy because he is holy. I mean, lots of parents want their children to follow them in their footsteps. And this is kind of that on a a much larger scale. And I do not believe that being holy means being bored. I think being holy opens up for us a universe of things that are not only good, but they're fun and pleasurable and will be beneficial to my life and to the lives of those around me. Listen, holiness opens life up. Sin narrows life down. Holiness is walking in more light. Sin is walking into deeper darkness. Which of those two do you think would be more fun? You know, when we're doing the right things in life, how do we feel? I don't know about you, but when I'm doing the right things, I feel good. We're not living in shame and guilt, afraid to allow anyone to see the real us. We can be open and honest, and we can rejoice that we have nothing to hide. We begin to cease our self-loathing and our despair. Our anxiety and depression can lighten, maybe even leave. And we can rejoice that we're becoming more like Jesus, our Lord, as we grow in holiness. Now, holiness as you well know, is a very difficult thing because right now we're in this battle with our flesh, demonic powers, 
We live in a fallen world where porn is omnipresent and virtually free and available anywhere at any time. However, I think another part of the problem is we do not see the value in being holy. Maybe we equate holiness with a lack of pleasure and enjoyment. We think it might only be found by following in the footsteps of Mother Teresa. I don't know. I mean, must I completely dedicate myself to the church and serving lepers and the brokenhearted and forget about what I want to do with my life? No, I don't think that's, that's the, the idea here. Here's the problem. We equate holiness to doing things that we don't want to do. Holiness has far less to do with what you do and far more to do with being who God wants you to be. Holiness is about being because it is out of our being that our doing flows. Holiness has more to do with who we are than what we do. And the other critical issue is this. Being holy has tremendous benefits that really makes life far more wonderful than just fulfilling these momentary desires of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of my flesh has only led to pain and suffering for me and everyone around me. Paul writes in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And oh, by the way, that is written to believers, not unbelievers. We fool ourselves into thinking sexual sin is enjoyable. Well, it is for a brief moment, but it carries with it damaging baggage that can be with you the rest of your life. Holiness, on the other hand, brings a quality of life into your life, and it is powerful, and it can yield years of joy and strong, loving relationships. You begin to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Guilt and shame evaporate, and you become more kind and more loving a person uh, that other people will want to be around because you, you seem genuine to them instead of all the other posers who are wearing a mask. To be able to experience holiness, God has given us two things, and those two things are really all we need. First and foremost is the Holy Spirit of God himself dwelling inside of our bodies. Listen, the Holy Spirit still dwells inside of your body. I know you think because of your porn and sexual sin, God's left you. No, he hasn't. Jesus himself said the Holy Spirit would be in us forever. So the Holy Spirit is still dwelling inside of you. And he is in us to transform us into more holy people. If we will submit to him, yield ourselves to him, ask him to fill us and guide us through our entire day. And second, first is the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Second, and sometimes, especially in times of great temptation, this one is of even greater importance 
and that is living the Christian life in a community of other Christians who will help you fight your battle as you help them fight theirs. If you want to know more about these teams of men, uh, we have 14 of them helping over 200 men, and there's room for you. I'll start a new one if you want. And you can learn how to join a Christian 180 online support team. Just email me, doyleatme.com. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great day in the Lord. I hope you are able to worship the Lord tomorrow in a fellowship. And we'll talk again on Monday. God bless you. Take care. And goodbye.